welcome to another episode of fans in motion you guys probably forgot all about us it's uh it's been a while um so with me today is the uh fabulous uh world known uh rockin robin ludidi uh rockin <laughs> uh robin uh say hello to uh every body out there uh in the world listening hello um, <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> well neither do we so it's it, 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 it you fit in well um so i kind of figured you know for this episode i was like you know what um you know whenever i have brent and andy on i'm always the eye candy you know and i thought why don't why don't we just do a an episode with the eye candy so uh i got you on the horn and said uh hey we're doing an eye candy episode and uh so here we are um i got some tasty beverages i brought down uh so you guys are going to have to put up with me doing that uh rock and robin how's uh how's the new house going it's going well i am slowly adding stuff everywhere uh including this room which is like my gaming room essentially <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh I, i've got some stuff hung up i've got my night ranger vinyl i don't know if you can see yeah. no you can't probably all right it's, let's see let's see here what we got we got a dinosaur i see midnight madness um i see yeah, uh, works. Uh, is that mario brothers yeah, up there or something it uh, is and, this is a fun oh. wall Look at that, some Def Leopard. Um, is that Rascal Flats? <laughs> That's actually London Flats. My no, first I... show ever, I was their little dance girl. Um, I, I wore an orange dress and white boots. I was the dance boy for Rascal Flats. So there we go. We got that, <laughs> uh, we got that in common. That uh, my favorite Night Ranger item. There you go. We showed that on an episode. Uh, so. Yeah. When was the last time you were on with us? I uh, I don't remember. Um, um, it was a few months ago. I, I f maybe in the spring. A few months ago. It's probably like only three episodes ago. Um, <laughs> so we've been busy, 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 busy. So that's why you haven't been getting regular episodes, and your life has been feeling a little bit incomplete uh brent just had a little bit of surgery uh he's uh recovering from that so he'll be mia for a little bit of time no one's complaining though and andrew well wishes um andrew i don't know where the fuck he is he's like in chicago or <laughs> something i don't know he's seeing pearl jam or some someone i can't Bush walker i thought was the last thing i saw <laughs> maybe uh you know uh I can't keep up with it. That's the that's the burden you have of marrying, you know, uh, into extreme wealth where she's like, hey, pack your shit. We're leaving. And that's all he does is pack his shit and leave. So um, so anyways, just to get an episode out there, this is what you're getting. Uh, did the last episode I had. Uh, night dwanger Dwayne vickers the poster king on tell me what you enjoyed about that episode robin <laughs> um so i'm from the millennial culture and we like to binge things so um with the move and everything like that um i haven't listened to the last few um i don't even know if i listened to the last one i was on <laughs> so uh we have the most dedicated listeners um so uh I definitely sing most of them so there you go uh uh the last episode we went through all the night ranger posters that have ever been released the uh promo ones and the ones that were sold in stores a lot of shit i'd never seen before uh what's what's funny is uh i don't think we actually talked about the poster right behind me i don't think we realized that till after we stopped recording so uh you know that's how that's how uh that's how professional we are but anyways uh that's like a Art man maybe midnight Matt. no it's got dawn patrol on it too so um when you close your eyes uh i can't read all that shit but it's got four don't songs don't tell me you love me 
you can still rock an american sister krish all right so there you go um (laughs) so that was a poster that we neglected to mention um so usually what we do on this is we'll do an episode where we dig deep on a topic or the alternate week we will just go over night ranger news and all that good stuff and that's where we're at um this week hey here's a night ranger 40th anniversary which i gotta say under your platinum record mm-hmm. above the logo you need to add a picture of fits right <laughs> there yeah a picture of fits fits is the man um yeah exactly <laughs> so uh <coughs> so what do we got we got uh what's coming up are you are you going to be at the uh so the last time i saw you actually would have been the Toledo show? Yeah. <laughs> what venue was that? <laughs> um, that would have been. Was it cold? Uh, shit, I don't remember. It was. It was like. Oh no! The... It was the Sebastian Bach show. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh... <laughs> it was warm. Mm-hmm. You walked right uh, past me. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't be the only one. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, so uh um yeah sebastian bach and night ranger toledo downtown it was toledo then okay yeah um it was outside yeah uh sebastian saying high enough with uh i remember night ranger um that was good um my boyfriend highly enjoyed sebastian actually (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, Sebastian, always one of the best rock vocalists. Uh, you know, like anyone, I'm sure with age, the voice has gone down. But I remember seeing him in 2006-ish in Cleveland. It's just the ego that's the problem. <laughs> well, listen, I, you know, to be, to be in that business, you got to have one. Um, but uh, saw him in 2006 or seven. It was in Cleveland opening for Guns N' Roses. And some of the notes that he was hitting was just unbelievable. Um, but uh, but speaking of walking by and not noticing you, um, I was at the Iron Maiden show. Yeah. Uh, last week or so in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm walking, I don't know, somewhere to the merch stand or something. And someone says, my name, Josh. And I kind of look around and it's someone I didn't realize, didn't know. And he's like, Night Ranger, something like that. I'm like, yeah. And him and his wife are on the page and uh, watch the podcast. So it was kind of cool just being. (laughs) Now you uh, know what it feels like. (laughs) At uh, um, a different venue or or whatever, it wasn't Night Ranger and. You know, suddenly you had uh, some fans in motion. There. I think his name was Scott, Scott Harding and his wife. But uh, anyways, that was uh, unique. Um, but I saw Iron Maiden and then a couple nights later, I saw The Who. So uh, things about those bands is they will do, you know, not only their hits, but they'll, they'll do deep tracks. And uh, what's, you know, what's cool about Maiden is like they do songs like, like Bruce Dickinson Dickinson didn't sing uh, mm-hmm. they'll do songs that he didn't sing in the 90s with you know your buddy Blaze uh, as a singer <laughs> don't and, even get me started <laughs> and, uh, um, and you know the who they did their some of their hits but they would do kind of like many things like they would do like four songs from Tommy at the beginning and in the end they you know would end with four songs from Quadrophilia and all that and um, you know they played uh you know innocent front from you know the uh one of their albums from the 80s so it was all over the place it was really good i was surprised how good the who was roger daltrey's always been one of my favorite singers i've always said that he to me would be the perfect rock singer he has you know the range but he has that grit like i don't like smooth singers um and (laughs) Like, you know, I like, you know, Robert Plant, right? But just a little bit too smooth. That's why I never got into Queensryche. Just, I don't like people that can actually sing great. Um, 
So, you know, uh, Roger Daltrey, he had such a good range, but he had that gravel in his voice too. And um, so, but yeah, they are 77 and 78 years old. Can you, I, I didn't even think like they were that old when I was there until I looked it up. I'm just like 78 years old. I mean, think about who, like, you got, you know, someone in your family that's in their late 70s? Yes. All right. Everybody out there does. I want you to think like your dad, your grandpa or whatever, but let's say your dad, right? And let's say he's only 69, right? Now imagine him up on stage and people going ape shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it really kind of puts the age perspective in there, you know, like, or someone I work with, I think it's someone I work with who's like 65 and like they're old, but then I put, you know, think about them up on stage and people going, you know, it's just like, God damn, you know, I, mean, like, I you thought know. about that actually this summer uh, for my birthday, I went to, I drove three hours to Detroit to see um, George Lynch play some songs with Don Dawkins. <laughs> Cause uh, the rock and Robin totally comes from Doc in here. And um, so had to go and George was of course incredible. And I think he's a year or two older than Don and Don was, I love him. He, it was like an off night and it was just like rough. So it was an off night. He was good. Oh no, Don had a bad night. (laughs) Oh, so usual. Um, I've, well, I've seen him have good nights, though. So, you know, I don't know if it was the pressure or what, but yeah. Um, but just going off that, like George is in his, you know, mid 60s, I think. And he's like a spr- your he's fingers, a... you think about your fingers, like Glenn couldn't, Glenn Tipton couldn't play, you know, anymore. And he's not much older than George, I don't think. And it was incredible. <laughs> 65 in the rock world he's a spring chicken um <laughs> but, i mean uh, true but still he's i guess i don't know he looks more aged to me than he has um more recently than mm-hmm. you know and the rock and robin um you may not know actually comes from the Jackson i know <laughs> uh, that's actually how you it's got spelling. That, that name um so uh so Night Ranger news, uh, you know, this is a Night Ranger podcast. Uh, I see the Night Ranger necklace on there. I wear it almost every day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so uh, was it November 9th? Am I right on that date? For some reason, yes. like. It's um, a Wednesday. It's it a, is the night. <laughs> you're like Rain Man over there. Uh, so uh, uh, November 9th, Cleveland, Ohio. At the Playhouse Square, um, uh, at the Keystone Bank Theater, <laughs> Night Ranger with a contemporary youth orchestra, a one in a lifetime event. Are you going? Of course, it's ten minutes from my house, fifteen right. maybe with traffic. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so <clears throat> they just announced a sell today. If you get the orchestra seats. They are buy one, get one free. I don't know how that's going to, long it's going to last, but there is no excuse for you not to go to this once-in-a-lifetime event. Uh, mm-hmm. Night Ranger with the Contemporary Youth Orchestra. Should be a very cool um, show. Have you been to the Playhouse Theater? Oh, quite a few times. I've seen mm-hmm. a few plays. I think I might have seen one <clears throat> rock show. I can't remember. But I know some mm-hmm. have been there. Some comedy acts come go there too that I've been wanting to see. Like, mm. uh, oh, what's his name? The very dry, funny guy. His name's Steve something. <laughs> Stephen uh, Wright. Yes, him. He's been mm. there, but I haven't gone wow. and seen him. Stephen I love him. <laughs> that, um, that's going back. Oh, I, my favorite of his <laughs> was uh, I spilled spot remover on my dog. Now I can't find him. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Was he yeah, in, like uh, Fan of the Opera, which is closing on Broadway now? I've seen yeah. the sequel to that and Wicked, Legally right. Blonde, Lion King, you know. <laughs> All right, look at you, uh, look at you go there. Uh, 
So I was there once. I think I saw like an Elvis show. Like they had the original <laughs> Elvis drummer, DJ Fontana and stuff. Huh. But very beautiful theater. Um, so yeah, there's no reason with the buy one, get one free. Get those tickets. Haul ass there. And go. You know, I also believe Cleveland is only second to Broadway in America for like the play district. So it's pretty much the best other than like you know the elite <laughs> well i don't know but uh old whitehead kentucky has a theater yeah. and the community uh, uh, uh the community chamber of commerce puts on pretty good shows there um so if you get a chance they might rival cleveland we'll see <laughs> uh, i saw a phantom of the opera in new york city very uh, jealous I tell people my phantom who do that because <laughs> that theater, you know, is designed for that opera or for that play. And uh, so, you know, like when they learn, when, <laughs> holy <Sorry>. cow, <laughs> if you're listening in your car, uh, I just cover. <laughs> you have just pissed yourself slightly. Um, but like when they're rowing in the boat, right? Um, they actually have like a chain system in the stage that pulls the boat and makes it look like it's in the water and all that good stuff. So, uh, anyways, um, but Night Ranger Cleveland, buy one, get one free. You can go to the Danny Repepe Memorial Show Facebook page and they got all the information. I think the uh, <coughs> the passcode is breakout. So yeah. one word. There you go. Um what else we got going on in the night? Well, the night before in Cleveland, <laughs> the uh hotel that everybody's staying at is the Holiday Inn Express in Independence. Um it's a good hotel. And I think that's where we stayed last year. But um Right across the way is the Winking Lizard. Um, and uh, I got a set of time, but I think like six, maybe seven, probably seven. Uh, everybody's going to meet there from Fans in Motion, and we're going to have a hell of a time. Uh, maybe some giveaways and stuff like that. I don't know because I'm such a procrastinator. I haven't put it together yet, but uh, it's going to happen. So uh, bring yourself and... Uh, your weary liver because um we are going to have some drinks and have a good old fashioned hoot nanny um night rangers currently in japan did you know that rock and robin i did not they are currently in japan uh, i think they arrived a couple days ago three shows in tokyo I bet our Japanese fam is very excited. Yeah, it's <laughs> I know just as passionate about things as we are. And it's got to be weird to see a show there because I think they've discussed this in interviews, but like um, they don't stand like during the song and, <laughs> you know, and it's like the song ends and they clap and then it's done and silence again. Um <laughs> very different than here in the uh here in the states but they got three shows in tokyo and one in osaka <clears throat> so then they come back and there there's some shows that have been announced um uh, after uh the cleveland show are you going to any of those i don't know but Especially if they're within an hour distance, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> I know we get so spoiled here in Ohio, though. So after the show, so I think this would be on Friday, November 11th, Nashville, Indiana. The to Mecca of country music, the second Mecca of country music. Um, the Southern, like Indiana? I don't know. I think uh, I had to look. I think it is. Um, 
a little bit uh, south of Indianapolis. And then uh, De Plains, Illinois, Saturday, November 12th. Now, a show that you could possibly go to, not maybe too far from you, Troy, Ohio, December 8th. How far south? <laughs> so I would say a couple hours, maybe. A possibility. Um, it's at the Hobart Arena, which is one of the few places still standing that Elvis performed at in the 50s. Very rarely did he perform up north in the 50s, but um, when he did, some most of the places were actually Ohio, uh, <laughs> Cleveland being one. Vets Memorial, Vets Memorial in Columbus being second, and then Troy, um, and all those venues are gone except for the Hobart Arena. Then the next night, they are playing in um, Michigan at um, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, opening for Loverboy. Should they be opening? that's no. the question <laughs> it but, should at least be a co-headliner thing but i mean <laughs> so um there you go you got some night ranger dates they're supposed to be doing something with that wasted time single but nothing yet um i might have to try to go to that one show though because i really if you notice my tattoos i have a lot of like scribble and a lot of the scribble are actually uh like rock star autographs and i uh, intend to get jack and kelly so i just kind of cool to get it done and then show them in a few days later i just thought <laughs> you were getting kitchen tattoos um but uh yeah that'll be got, a fun guessing game if i don't uh, uh don't you have you have alice <laughs> alice cooper that's the easiest probably. <laughs> um right here my hair i see it right there <laughs> underneath the uh big old spider black widow um some other dates uh, night ranger las vegas december 30th and they did announce one show so far in iowa larchwood the mighty metropolis of larchwood january 28th uh, they do have a, the rock legends cruise in february um and I think um, there's a couple other dates maybe ready to be announced here soon. Uh, what else in the Night Ranger news? What do we got going on? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, <laughs> well, there was some merch and stuff too, which there, I know there's no more necklaces. <laughs> well, I don't know if they ever... I was actually asked about the necklaces recently. Um, I do not know if the uh, if they even had necklaces in, but yes, the... Uh, the merch that's been available to shows is finally on the website. And I think the reason for the delay was they just couldn't get enough product in at once. Just mm -hmm. um, Well, but, I, I was actually curious if they were restocking, so that's good. <laughs> now I have so something to say. There is the 40th anniversary tour shirts, the men and the women's. There is the keychain, the pen, hat, and tumblr um so there you go go to nightranger.com and get all the essential night ranger gear that you needed um eric levy had a birthday did you wish him happy birthday i hope i did i think i did <laughs> i saw he had a birthday um if not happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> so uh um Kelly sent this or we posted this <laughs> last month. Yeah, I saw that. I love it. Him at a, uh, what was he, 16? Uh, uh, he was uh he looks in, still young. He was in high school, 1971. Yeah. What's funny is he's um he sent that to me. And I'm like, what year is that? You know? <laughs> and I was like, I sent him like, you know, right after that, like, well. If I just read the article, it would tell me it's January 9th, 1971. Um, so there, there you go. Um, Investigative journaling. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, um, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, Night Ranger news, uh, which 
I mean, Night Ranger. Were there 2023 happening? Some dates? Well, there was the one in Iowa. Um, there are more. I just, they haven't been announced yet. There's supposed to be one more show, a couple more shows, I think, in December, but nothing's been okay. released yet either. Um, but, you know, with this Japanese tour coming up, that's taken a lot of the time. So, uh, you know, this will be a big thing once this um, this tour is done. Ed sent me a photo today of maybe he was eating lunch or something. And to me, it looked like seaweed sausage or not seaweed, but seafood sausage. I'm like, what is that? It's like supposedly like vanilla beaners. I don't know what the hell it is. I mean, really, honestly, I'm pretty sure it was seafood sausage. But um, uh yeah, just uh, um, now I, I've never been to Japan. I've been to Guam. Now, Guam is not too far from Japan, out in the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean. Uh, the Marinara Islands um, It's where they launched the planes that went and bombed Japan. I was going about uh, to ask, that's the U.S. territory, is it that? Correct. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of Japanese tourists will come there because it's kind of like going to america and it doesn't cost as much so a lot of stores that were geared towards the japanese and i'd go in them and um so you know how you'd go into a store and there would be uh let's say like beef jerky right well you would go into a japanese store and there'd be a little bag but instead of beef jerky it's dried like dried little octopuses <laughs> and you just shove them in your mouth and <laughs> that's your that's your snack now i can't it go tastes to, like jerky. <laughs> um rubbery but uh so you know i used to like to have a good time and uh, i was with a buddy of mine and we're walking down in the tourist district of guam and down this dark alley i saw a neon light and i'm like that's where we're going and my buddy's like, what? You know, I'm like, let's go. This is the best place. So we walk down this dark alley and go in this place. And it's like, it's a Japanese bar meant for the Japanese. All right. It's not like a touristy bar. I didn't give a shit. There's like some Japanese guy with two Japanese women on him. And they're singing karaoke to the little karaoke machine above the bar. And, um, and uh you know, I order a couple beers and the Japanese lady tells me like $18. And I look at her, I go, I know these beers aren't 18 bucks. All right. Like I've been around long enough. You're not going to pull a scam on me. I go, I'll, I'll pay you 18 bucks and we'll drink these beers. But after that, we're leaving. Or you can tell me how much they really are and we'll drink a lot of them. And I think, you know, whatever, $4 a beer. So, you know, just, and we did, we just, we stayed there for a while, but the thing I remember, they had these, um, not really like crackers, but like seaweed things, crackers, whatever you want to call them, but the Japanese will eat. It's almost like a thin piece of paper, but it's seaweed. It's dried and it's salted. God, those are the best drinking beer. It's like salted pretzels, right? But you're just eating that seaweed. And, um, every now and then there's a couple of oh, stores. Oh, it is. Um, I will actually go buy it, buy it and um, have some when I should have brought some down. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that place was with the uh, um, the Japanese mob. I I won't go any more into that story. But uh, um, but yeah, so uh, there we go. Uh, you know, Japan. Um, uh, I know also if you were on a base there'd be sometimes Japanese businesses that would say, have signs out front say no wide eyes, which basically meant us. Um, so um, there you go. You're getting a little bit of history, you're getting a little bit of lesson of life uh, um, uh, on the uh, on Japan <laughs> there. Um, yeah. So what else do we got? Uh, well, Normally, I do Night Ranger collectibles at this point, right? <clears throat> I never really don't have anything new, but I did see this sitting there, and I grabbed it. You got that? No, I've been wanting it, though. 
so bad. That and that piano book, the Midnight Madness one. How lucky are we to have this? I mean, um, to have a video copy of Night Ranger at their height. Um, and Kelly's amazing outfit. <laughs> no, all of them uh, are, are amazing. Uh, but like I said, to have this, I know everybody's got their story. That's what you should guys should post, you know, on the YouTube page or the Facebook page or wherever you're at. What I'm holding up, if uh, you're listening, is the Night Ranger 7 Wishes Tour VHS tape. So this is the one that aired on MTV. Um, when I had it back in the 80s, my aunt had taped it for me off of MTV. So I had it like that. And then in the 90s, there was a little music store and the owner would order stuff. And I remember asking, well, what is there of Night Ranger to order? And you could still order this. That's by like 93, 94. And I ordered the VHS um, of it. So that's um, how I got my original copy. But uh, yeah, so if you're out there, listen, just throw us, uh, you know, a little comment of where you were when you when you first saw that. I mean, I'm sure most of you guys saw it on MTV, but, you know, who were you with? What were you doing? What was what was life going on in 1985? And I would watch this tape religiously. Uh, at my grandparents you know on that recorded tape um and you know, i kind of uh, live nostalgia through my mom because uh her first night ranger show was on the seven wishes tour and then she saw them a month later uh, like an hour away you know <laughs> so uh, she saw them on it twice and you guys are at the same show the columbus ohio the show yeah. yeah, I think that was the second show she was at. Cause there was one closer to Mansfield where mm-hmm. uh, she lived was where the, her first show was. So like I, or no, maybe that was at Blossom actually. Did, did they play there that? Because it might have been that and then Columbus. Well, they played Cincinnati the night after, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was the night before, but I'm pretty sure it was the night after. I don't know about Cleveland. I do know they played Cleveland in early 86 well we uh, don't consider blossom cleveland because that's so much closer to akron it's in cuyahoga falls so because it's more south is all i mean <laughs> it's like a good half hour cleveland is just a poor suburb of camp <laughs> um in reality you're a camp night um but uh um and i don't know where they played in like I said, I think it was February of 86. I actually have a, a bootleg, not the most best quality, but um, from that uh, mm-hmm. from that show. Uh, some other, I guess, Night Ranger news and stuff. Do you remember the episode, since you say you've actually listened to some of them, <laughs> um, where we had Tristan Avakian? Yeah, I like him a lot. I, um, I follow him on the stuff, the Queen stuff yep. in other countries. It's awesome. So for those that don't know, when Joel Hoekster joined the band, um, a few years after that, he joined Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So during the winter months, he couldn't play with Night Ranger, and Night Ranger would bring in um, this individual named Tristan Vakian. Um, He played some shows with Night Ranger, like 2011, 12, I think, in there. And we had him on the uh, old podcast machine. He uh, released a solo record, um, like as his artist name was As Waters, A-S, As. Second word, Waters. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> but it was a very, 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 very good record. Um, right up there, like with stuff I've gotten into because of the podcast, right up there with John Nyman from YT, his solo record. Uh, uh, Tristan Avakian's solo record was just fabulous. Different, very dark, very moody, um, kind of acoustic driven. But his voice was, I couldn't believe how good his voice was. Um, now, Tristan uh, had a band that was kind of like, you know, hair metal or whatever you want to call it, right towards the end, like 91, 92, called Red Dawn, that has a, you know, a certain cult following. 
and where he was a shredder. Now what he does is he's in some of the biggest Queen tribute bands out there um, who are actually endorsed by Brian May and such. So recently, just this week, um, Frontiers Records released a record called Killer Kings. And it is an album featuring a singer, Gregory Lynn Hall. I'm not sure where he's from, uh, what band, and Tristan Avakian on guitar. So it's one of these, you know, typical Frontiers thing where they kind of put them together. And, but, uh, you know, Tristan kind of goes back to his, you know, shredding days. And I just got this. I've only listened to it a couple of times. But uh, on the song, like, I Will Be Stronger, he's definitely channeling Brad Gillis. He's got the whammy <laughs> bar going. Um, it's not a bad record. Uh, it's definitely if you're stuck in the 80s and you want that 80s kind of sound, but a little bit modernized. <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh, it's not, you know, like I said, just I think with it is like if this was Night Ranger doing these songs or if I really knew like Tristan was writing them, maybe I would be more invested in it. But I just feel like sometimes these are just like it's like a factory. They just stock songs or something push out the songs that whoever that guy is that Alessandro Del Vecchio you know, or whatever. Yeah. He co, you know, just like on skills record with Brad, he wrote all the songs. He wrote all the songs on this and they're not bad. I find myself sometimes singing them, but uh, anyways, if you really want to go down the uh, night Ranger rabbit hole, um, <laughs> Tristan Avakian's got a uh, new record out killer Kings burn for love. There you go. There's old Tristan. So, but basically it's a record for Tristan and that singer Gregory Hall or whatever his name is. <laughs> I've heard of the name, but I don't know what band he's in either. Um, I don't know if it will actually. Uh... And they do have a, they do have a Facebook page. I do know that. Hmm. <laughs> What else is going on in the world there, Robin Lou Diddy? <laughs> um, I did go and see the uh, that stadium tour because of my man Joe Elliott. So, which he sounded so incredible, I can't even huh? put well, into words. <laughs> what's good is when you, uh, you know, when you really take care of your voice and everything, or lip sync too. when you lip sync everything. Oh, look at you. So jealous. <laughs> um, you can tell. No, I went tell. I went to the uh, Cincinnati show for the tour. Okay. Uh, poison wasn't bad. I'm so bored of seeing Poison open um, for them. I mean, I've seen Poison a couple times before, and um, they're okay. Like the I've biggest only thing, seen poison with them, and it's probably been like six times. Yeah. Well, it's like the only thing I got was like, you know, like CC Deville's veneers or whatever were just too perfect. Like whenever he's ever playing, all you see is these big ass white teeth. I'm like, <laughs> like Gary Busey up there or something. But um, uh, Motley, they were good. I mean, just you know, I, I love mean, them. They it, sounded awesome when I saw them. Is what it is with Motley. Um, now I've seen Def Leppard a few times the last ten years, uh, mm -hmm. and just wasn't really impressed. Like I, I still talk about, they opened with a new track when I saw them in 2015, and it was probably <laughs> one of the worst opening songs I've ever seen. I'm like, you know, my girlfriend I even looked at her, is like, I looked at her and it's like, what do you think? She goes, you know, this is shit, and I'm like, you know, she, she's right uh for whatever album that was but uh anyways yeah, self-titled one i enjoyed def leppard this was the best i'd ever seen them well they sounded the best i've probably seen them this last I, I mean they sounded good when i saw them back in the early 90s but um you know in 30 years this is the best which and it got me on a little bit of a kick i started 
you know, I had like, you know, hysteria in my car for like 30 days. And, um, you know, it's just like, and you always wondered like, what would they sound like without Mutt Lang? Because you mean without, I mean, with, if Pete Willis stayed in the band. Well, Pete Willis, I mean, uh, you know, Pete Willis has got talent too. And he was with a band, what the hell were they called in the nineties? It was a really good record. Just didn't take off. Um, Roadhouse. So I think Road is that. I think it's a band called Roadhouse. Um, came out in '92, somewhere around there. Really good album. Uh, but because that does kind of sound familiar, I feel like maybe I saw an interview where Joe talked about it because he said he makes a point to talk to him still, like two or three Mm -hmm. times a year. Like that's that's the band where I go down the rabbit Mm -hmm. hole on. But like uh, Pete, he was the Judas Priest. He was the new wave of British heavy metal that you hear a lot in High and Dry and like the Pyromania. Mm-hmm. Like that part is him. So I wonder too, like if he stayed, he probably would have kept more of that heavier edge with them too. Well, I, I know even though the solos on Pyromania is some of them are Phil Collin. Um a lot well, he of he recorded what Pete wrote, so all that heaviness you hear is well, whatever from, Pete wrote. And from what it. I from what I understand on Pyromania, all the rhythm guitars that Pete recorded are still on there. They didn't re-record those. those. It was just yeah, whatever he didn't record, Phil did do. Yeah. So Phil did like maybe six solos on that record. Mm-hmm. Um whatever That's else <laughs> and then steve clark did the rest of the solos and then the rhythms were pete and uh steve but uh but going back to the question of mutt lang <coughs> what would these oh, songs what would these songs have sounded like without mutt because i mean think about if you ever listen to stereo just how deep the production is how much is going on and uh and you really do see it when he's not working with them on adrenalize you got good songs right um but i love all the songs on there yeah but but to me it's like hysteria pyromania but definitely hysteria those are only song. those were so unique where when it got to adrenalize no muttling they're good songs uh have you ever needed someone so bad great ballad right Stand but up. I could see Tesla doing that or I could see, you know, it fits. I could see other bands writing a song like that to where love bites or um, uh, the song hysteria are just so unique. I can't see another band doing those. Can I see another sappy eighties band doing, have you ever needed someone so bad? Yeah. Like I could see that. So I just think Mutt Lang was so important. I mean, obviously he's got the credentials. I mean, think about uh, Foreigner, ACDC. ACDC. Uh, he wrote Huey Lewis and the News' first hit. Uh, I love you. I was just listening to Huey Lewis yesterday, uh, walking on a street. Uh, what I love was, it. <laughs> whatever their first hit was, Mutt Lang wrote it. Like, it's his song. Um, so anyways... No, they but, always called him the sixth member, and like Joe is always literally like, "We need him." Yeah. <laughs> and then you got a, uh, you know, then he worked with Shania and well, he married a, her. Yeah, Didn't and then he? cheated yeah. on her. Um, yeah, so he cheated on Shania with her friend, right? So Shania's <laughs> friend, who's married, much cheated on shania with her and then shania and her husband got together and eventually got married and they're still together i remember i mean uh, yeah whatever uh i mean you know i mean if i was shania i wouldn't complain i mean you know i mean i mean people know shania more than mutt and that's fair well you know what has shania done without mutt not much you know, I mean, well, people still know her song and know her as a person more well, than that's they what would I'm recognize that's, Mutt. That's what I'm saying is, uh, except for know. people like me who are like, oh my gosh, I know who's like Vivian's roadie and dogs are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but it is, or, but it is yeah. funny, you know, who, uh, 
Shania, who cheated on you? My husband. What's your husband's name? Mutt. Your <laughs> husband <laughs> cheated on Shania Twain, and he's nicknamed Mutt? That guy's got some balls. Um, so, uh, uh, but there you go. I don't know what else to talk about there, Rock and Robin. Uh, it's uh, Other than my own bullshit. Yeah, what do you got going on? Uh, um, breaking hearts out there? No. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, I guess, because I'm not available. So, sorry. <laughs> not sorry, but... Um, I don't know I mean that or it would just otherwise I I was kind of trying to think about it I don't even remember how many times I've seen Night Ranger now but it Mm. might be like seven or eight times now that's that's not a lot compared to some of these crazy Night Ranger fanatics and listen this is like Teen Beat fans in motion is like Teen Beat you need to present yourself as available right like you need to say i know just don't have a boyfriend i'm lonely after this i'm just gonna lounge in my bed you know and lingerie (laughs) grapes uh off the stems or whatever um so you know we need like bon jovi now remember they couldn't tell anybody that he was married you know that's what i'm forced to do i gotta tell everybody that um um i'm single and everything just to, to keep the uh the uh the category of broads you know that graphic <laughs> listening oh yeah i mean you get recognized in you know, other you know, states. quite uh, interesting isn't it i've, it, d- I've it had is. that experience you know and i'm like listen uh you know you know telling the ladies that i'm not a piece of meat that i have emotions um they don't care you know they just just want a piece of you you know so uh i think right there on that one shoulder though i i see a good little spot for a josh justofferson a brent tree walter and a a andy parker signature there um so uh we can make that room is left after jack and kelly but they go first what (laughs) you got your priorities all wrong um as for fans in motion i don't know what we got lisa johnson haynes um she uh you met lisa you met lisa right she yeah was at the toledo show i um, didn't even realize like who it wasn't like hi i'm blah blah blah. hi i'm blah blah we were just like hi <laughs> uh, you're both pain in the asses uh lisa got her carnival mirror i love that <clears throat> what's funny is our county fair was the last fair that's in ohio um, so it was just this last week, and I still remember being a kid and um, seeing that mirror. I was like, oh, my God, a Night Ranger mirror. I don't know how old it was, seven, eight. And uh, my grandma giving me money, you know, to pop the balloons and and get it. Um, you know, it's crazy. Imagine how – I don't know how often – you listen to even older music when you were growing up but like having night ranger be new when you're a kid and everything for me it wasn't but it was all new but it's like it sucked not being able to go to the store and actually get something of like something Mm -hmm. like that you know what i mean like it's quite a different experience but i would still you know like when i found out what the exchange was i was like it was like a whole new world like i can go you know to actually have that experience Mm. well it was it was good like especially when i started becoming a teenager i mean you had damn yankees so that was good like i had something um and it got better when i started getting into kiss because there was at least stuff stuff. out there well in the 90s there wasn't as much i mean they were at their lowest of lows but there was still stuff there to get so that was kind of cool but um yes you know night ranger god there was you know you were excited when you saw um you know the mirrors but that's what i miss about you know the 80s he had all the mirrors they weren't crazy i mean it was a dollar i mean a dollar was definitely worth you know i'm sure a dollar is probably worth four bucks now or something but um from back then but uh you know all the bands were there rat and stuff like that and we there was a 
a harder one to play with the darts and the balloons were very far back but it was these big silk banners and you know iron maiden and all the good heavy rock bands ozzy you know and and just all the high school kids trying to win them and you know i miss you know that shit just that was so cool but uh um and it was crazy That's cool because like i've had a thing with our maiden flags and i've never even known that that was a thing but like when i saw one at the show i was like i need one now i've got like mm-hmm. two up in this room yeah. <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> yeah so uh, you know it's just and, and back then they were still like scary you know like eddie well not scary i don't want to mean like scary but like they scared your parents right that's oh, the reason yeah. why to me panic yeah that's the reason why you know people say like rock is dead or whatever it's because kids teenagers they want to listen to something that their parents don't listen to if you bring in rock and roll or whatever you know black sabbath or something that just says satan 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 your parents most of the parents are going to be ah, i like that shit right <laughs> and teenagers no matter what point of history they don't want to listen to the same shit their parents listen to so what don't most white teenagers' parents listen to? Rap, stuff like that. That's why that shit's the new rock and roll, because it's not what their parents listen to. They don't want to bring home something and their parents go, oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, let's sit down together and you know, listen to it. Like I remember like if I was in a pissed off mood, my parents man, I'd play Black Sabbath, the heaviest death song I could think of. And you know, or you know, your buddies would get their iron maiden record thrown out because yeah their mom found it you know and i just remember someone (laughs) someone at the at the park where we used to play you know baseball and football stuff on the basketball court spray painted ozzy is god and that was like oh yeah you know like you know just like that's before like you know you watch the osbournes and you realize that he's not really god but um uh, you know, I will say, you know, you know, my parents both like, you know, my dad likes Metallica, my mom loves like Night Ranger and Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and all that. And I mean, I still listen to stuff that was coming out. Like I remembered Linkin Park was probably the first band that I was like eight when they started getting huge with like Faint and Numb. And then uh, I got in the slipknot too. And when I would get mad, I would listen to that. My mom would get so mad and I would turn that up. That's right. That's right towards the end. Right. That's right towards the end. Slipknot. The last person I remember scaring parents was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. them Both of them. She hated it. You know what I mean? And that's it. You know, now is Marilyn Manson scary now? No, he looks like, you know, a pale. Well, he's on. He's got his allegations now. Well, but, you know, I mean, you know, music wise and visually, it's not scary anymore. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. it just isn't. But um, that was the last like Marilyn Manson scaring parent, you know, parents. Now it's, you know, it's not that big a deal, you know, because that those kids are now parents, you know, so someone brings home Marilyn Manson. They're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I like it. so uh yeah so i don't know um i just missed the days of where you know rock and roll was you know scary and you know these bands had you know evil in them and, and now it's like i you know i go to see iron maiden and i'm looking at the back of like a sea of balding heads um you know not very scary uh, so there, I don't know. There we go. It's I'm not. The, um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, maybe for you, uh, but um, and the you know I'm one of the balding heads too. So what can I, what can I say? Uh, what else? Oh, so I don't know if we got any. Oh, hey, Jerry Lee Lewis finally added to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, fucking country music. His country records were top shelf um i still feel bad for this one girl i dated because she got me and she started dating me and i was really into this jerry lee lewis country phase where i played it nonstop for like two months and i think he said that before on the podcast <laughs> um but uh so yeah i saw something out where kings of chaos with you know how kings of chaos has like 
different people come and play like um i think the last one in indianapolis it was lita ford and john wait and matt sorum okay. and gilby clark they're going to release an album next year so i don't know if jack's going to be involved in that or not there wasn't very many details just that there's going to be a kings of chaos john wade and jack blades <laughs> what a song that would be well i would just <laughs> yeah i would assume it's just going to be like probably different you know just kind of like a tribute record where you got all these different people playing but mm-hmm. maybe it'll be original songs i don't i don't know uh feeding off the mojo turned uh what 27 something like that 95 <laughs> yeah something like that 27 years old whatever it's just younger than me yeah it was a good record um uh who's this who's this woman on there <laughs> dude i don't know how that happened yeah, posting <laughs> thirst traps on the uh fans in motion page um you know, I took that picture probably like two months ago. Too. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, the uh, our favorite Tory from England, Mark Greenaway, is coming over to the yeah. states. Um, you know, coming to my hometown. Yeah, watch out! He'll probably yep. try to colonize it. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So, if you're going to be at the Cleveland show, uh, you know, bring. Uh, you know your fish and chips or any bland food and he will enjoy it um the winking lizard has awesome barbecue sauce highly recommend i just whenever i say winking lizard i just think like like it's a gay bar winking <laughs> lizard like you know what i mean like that's like a slang term i'd call my cock Do hey, they, i think they still have the lizards in there hey baby you, want, you know you want to see my winking lizard of course I do, Josh Christopherson. Was that um, your Brent impersonation? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's something he would ask <laughs> or joke about. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? I don't know. I got just um, the Christmas is Andy story. coming huh? up for that show, obviously? I think he is. I think him and Mark Greenaway, he's picking up Mark Greenaway in Nashville, I think. And then huh? they're driving okay. up. So... Um, if you've never spent six hours in a vehicle with a Brit, um, which obviously he hasn't because he ob- he volunteered. He'll to pick it. up the accent quick. Yeah. Why well, you got to be so snooty? Um, Wait, what part of England is he from? Hmm. I'll ask. <laughs> the, uh, the good part. They have like five different accents there. The thing that got me when I was in England was... Uh, just the driving on the wrong side of the road that's fucked up oh i couldn't i mean we obviously we had someone driving us but like right it was like i'm totally sober at that point and like we're driving and like i feel like i've had 15 beers because it's like normally when i'm on that when i'm on that side of the road it's usually what's you know um what's happened is you know that and uh but uh the other thing that's weird is since they're on the wrong side of the road, when you go to cross the street, you know, you usually, I don't know, instinctively look one way, but you got to be careful because it's reversed. So you take your first step out and you look like you always do. Well, the, the, the cars aren't coming from that direction. They're coming yeah, instead from the, of looking yeah, left, whatever, you'll have yeah. to look right for them to be. Yep. Oh my and, God. Uh, um so that was a little um i've never thought about that so you know yeah you get a few beers you're walking around town and it's like you know all right uh let's not become part of you know some fiat or something was it weird Uh, to see the cars drive like that like close to you like on that uh, yeah i mean it was always just when you came up to a street or crossing like you always just stopped I'm like, okay, let's get our bearings here. Um, a couple other things when I was there. Um, I liked all the bars. Like, all the bars were like, you know, the queen's hand, the king's arm, you know, <laughs> the fox and the quail. Uh, so every bar had that name. Um, and when I was there. House of the Dragon, it sounds like everything uh, that would be in that, too. <laughs> um, 
And where I, when I was in England, I had spent time in Turkey, right? Not an English speaking country, but a lot of them do speak English. And as a second language. And when I was there, I had an easier time understanding people in Turkey than I did in England. Like I, I would ask one of them a question like, I'm like, what in the fuck did you just say? What'd you buy? I'm like, all right, dude. You know, um, and the other thing was we went to a brewery. My buddy was a big soccer fan. He bought the like a brewery had a uh, like a soccer oh, jersey. You said soccer. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought a well. This is an American podcast. Um, and uh, so he bought the the brewery's soccer jersey, right? So we go into one of the pubs there, and they like I can't you know can't come in. He's like why? He's like you're wearing colors. Like you couldn't wear your soccer colors in there because you know fucking english people don't have anything else better to do but root for soccer and kick each other's ass i guess when their teams lose but uh so yeah england i was in a bar called the nutshell it's the world's smallest bar um it, it was it was super small but we had like 30 people in there and that was crazy but uh anyways that's uh mark greenaway is going to be <laughs> be there um with us uh i've got a I lot just of listen i don't cut you off like brent does <laughs> at <laughs> least uh, unintentionally <laughs> um uh or andy i don't know i mean like you guys have that dynamic and stuff and i'm just listening <laughs> uh i guess because i'm used to listening you know what i mean <laughs> um jack hurt his foot uh-huh. which i've had a million people message me about don't care um but yeah he hurt his foot everybody's diagnosed it on the page uh go check it out uh a lot of birthday wishes for oh eric levy that's how far back we're going there um but uh yeah i think this is the uh end of the road Uh, i don't see anything uh end of the high road Hey, look, there's the last time we did an episode. All right, Rock and Robin. So you're going to be in Cleveland. I am in Cleveland. No, you're outside Cleveland. You're basically Canton. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So I uh, don't know when the next episode would be. Hopefully we get this back on track. But uh, if not, you'll just have to uh, cope. But uh rocking robin ludity and say hi at the show i'm not gonna root uh, if you're looking and stuff you know it looks like a group just come say hi (laughs) yeah uh she won't give you the evil eye like i do um but definitely plan on being there everybody tuesday night the show is wednesday um if you are working and have to work call off quit once in a lifetime thing uh rock and robin thank you for joining us everybody out there in um out there in the world listening thank you for joining us find us on the facebook and fansofmotion.com if you go there you can get links to twitter and uh the instagram pages and leave us a comment let us know uh where you know where were you what were you doing when you saw that 1985 uh seven wishes uh concert for the first time i want to assume a lot of people are watching on mtv but if not let us know if you were at the show your special memories while watching mtv i mean what was going on while you were doing it is it like your first sleepover yeah they were he was with the prom queen old angie (laughs) mcvee you know and uh in the back of the uh, 79 cutlass um you know all that good stuff i feel bad for today's you know it's like even i was younger you know you still had the big cars you know like i mean even when i was younger there weren't really still cell phones mm -hmm. computers were brand new still like the internet was so brand new like yeah i remember going on it for the first time for school when i was like 
you've never had the experience of getting it on in the back of like a uh, grand torino or or a cutlass or an old 88 um oh that's you mean the car sizes being smaller yeah just you know who who the hell wants to fucking afford probe but um um yeah just you know that's i mean what i miss just those big cars and you could get them for next to nothing and I mean, they were so anything next to anything. Anyway. They were so big. Like, if you hit something, it was like events in a third world country. It really didn't matter. Um, but, uh, anyways, <laughs> I could recollect forever. So, until next time, Rock and Robin, tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Till next time.